Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Before we get to that, we'd like to tell you about those that make this podcast possible. Our friends at First Baptist North Spartanburg. First North exists to connect people to God and one another through Jesus Christ, to help them grow in their relationship with Him, and to serve others in the name of Jesus. You can join them in worship led by the choir and orchestra at 9 a.m. or led by the worship band at 11 a.m. each Sunday. Bible Fellowship is in between at 10 a.m. There's something exciting happening for all ages at First North. You can find them on Facebook or online at firstnorth.org, or you can give them a call at 864-578-0509. Again, 864-578-0509 to find out more. Also, our friends over at Avio Sullivan Healthcare. They've been the go-to for chiropractic care in Spartanburg since 1977. At Avio Sullivan, they realize some people are nervous about traditional chiropractic care, and they don't want to hear their joints pop during adjustments. So they have other techniques along with traditional chiropractic to help you no matter your preference. If you've been thinking about trying chiropractic, let me help you with that decision. My family and I have been patients for years and are grateful for the doctors and the great staff. They have gotten us up and running again in some pretty difficult times. I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you mention this podcast, they'll donate 100% of the first day's fees back to Impact Sports. So call them at 864-583-3967. Again, 864-583-3967. Or visit ivosullivan.com today to feel better and to function at your best. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast, an outreach of Impact Sports International. We seek to use sports as a vehicle to take the gospel to the hard to reach, the lost, and and the forgotten. forgotten. Whether that is just 10 minutes down the road or on the other side of the world. Here is your host. Here's your host. Here's your host. Here's your host, John Andrews. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. I'm your host, John Andrews. This is our 53rd episode. And we've had some incredible guests, longtime friends, participants in our ministry, influencers in the sports and ministry worlds. But I could not be more happy about a guest than I am about today's guest. In fact, despite this only being an audio podcast and this not necessarily applying to you that are listening, she is the most beautiful guest that we've ever had. I would like to welcome my beautiful bride, Jordan. Now, uh, Jordan, if I'm being honest uh, with our listeners, there has been a slight point of contention when it comes to you being on the podcast uh, because we are 53 episodes in and this is the first time that you've been a guest of mine. Yes, I realize this and I'm not at all salty still about it. Well, OK, so I've you, gotten over it. I haven't officially welcomed you yet, so you can't you can't talk just yet. Well, uh, I don't really like rules, so. <laughs> I know that all too well. It is not because I didn't want Jordan to be on the podcast, nor was I concerned that she wouldn't be an incredible guest to have. Uh, There were just some issues with the bigger picture, with the work that we do, and more importantly, where we do it. And so we had to work through some of those things. But now that we've gotten them all worked out, I am excited to officially welcome Jordan Andrews to the 53rd episode of I Say All That to Say This. Welcome, Jordan. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to be here. I feel kind of important in here in this little the little uh, booth or studio, as you called it. It is I didn't know that you were this important. I mean, you are important to me, but you know what I mean. All right. So this episode will be released on December 20th. So at the very most, 
you are five days out from Christmas as you listen. Some of you that will listen to the podcast later will be even closer to Christmas. So we wanted to spend a little time talking about what makes Christmas so special uh, for uh, us and for our home and what it looks like in our household. Uh, so Jordan, what are your some of, and I want to kind of talk in stages here. So what are some of your favorite memories of Christmas as a child, when you were a child? Um, well, obviously waking up on Christmas morning and seeing what Santa brought you. Um, I also have really sweet memories of being at my um, grandmother's house with all of my cousins and aunts and uncles. My dad has um, three siblings and we had, there were eight granddaughters among us and um, just being with, with them and, and getting to spend the day. We usually spent the whole day there and Mm -hmm. um, those are some of my best memories. Sitting at the kids table. Yes, Definitely. (laughs) How old were you when you graduated from the kids' table? I don't. I still don't think you I graduated. Yeah, I don't the think so either. Um, adult table. Um, all right. So let me ask you this: We've uh, we're coming up on uh, Christmas number twenty-seven as a married mm-hmm. couple. Did you realize that? I I did not until now. Okay. See, I keep up with those things. You do. In our You're a numbers guy. Yep. Uh, so this is Christmas number twenty-seven. Um, for us as a married couple. And I think you would agree there are significant differences between Christmases before kids Mm -hmm. and Christmases after kids. Yes. So two more questions. What are some memories of uh, Christmas or two that we had before we had children or when they were still very small? Or, uh, and then secondly, what, what, what are some of your memories of Christmases with kids who are expecting uh, and know what's going on? Well, number one, you did not prepare me for these questions. And so I have to think about that for a second. That's okay. I okay. want it to be organic. I want it to be real. All right. Ask me the question again. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't what, remember things for more than 30 seconds. What are, what are some of your memories of our Christmases before we had kids or when they were still very small? And then some <laughs> memories of our of Christmases since our kids have gotten older. I remember some of the lame gifts you got me like before we got married because you just didn't know how to shop for a female. Yeah. So those are, those were funny. Um, We actually got engaged on Christmas Eve. That is true. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. So that's a a big memory of us before kids. And I'll admit there were some lame gifts that night. That was a crazy night. You kind of go like all out on everything. It was us getting engaged. Yes. Shouldn't I go all out? Yeah, but you could have done that with like, you know, a romantic cruise somewhere oh, or yeah. a waterfall. But <laughs> with all the so, money I made in grad school. Yeah. So this is what he brought. He brought in this ginormous box into my family's living room. And inside the box, I'm thinking he got me like an armchair. I don't know what. Um <laughs> That's romantic. Yeah. Yeah, well. She said I went all out. So inside that, the big box was like, I don't even know how many. Was there a significant number? 20. Okay, so there were 20 smaller gifts inside of it. And I only remember. There is no significance to the number 20. I just know that there were 20. Okay, well. I don't know why. Again, you're the numbers guy. I can't remember my phone number. Um, So inside that box were. Like, I remember you gave me some sort of, like, um, 
like some of them are really weird yeah. and bizarre. Some of them are nice. You yeah. gave, okay, so I remember you gave one of the gifts was a couple's Bible. Yeah. Which was so like I was so uncomfortable getting that in front of my parents. It was weird and awkward. And and I was like, oh, thanks. And you gave me what else? Um I gave you some shampoo. You did. <laughs> You you gave me horse and mane shampoo. No, no, no. I, I, yes, you did. No, I gave you dog shampoo and play dumb that it was supposed to be horse and mane, and I couldn't remember. Because you actually use horse. You You're, had dad jokes way before you were a dad. I know. I was ahead of my time. I was ahead of the curve, for I, sure. You could you can look at it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's uh long story short, and I'm not usually the one to do that, but let's let's kind of wrap this up. Uh, I asked you to marry me, and you said, "I said yes. yes." And so we've had some some Christmases since. So give me give me an, um, a memory uh, or two of Christmases since our kids have gotten older. Um. So would they go through neat kind of I guess milestones with Christmases because when they're little tiny, you just get. That you know, you can get anything cheap and they'll love open it up because they'll like the wrapping paper better than they'll like the gift anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as they get older, they want more expensive things. Um, but I think my favorite memory for our kids is when we gave them a puppy. Mm-hmm. Remember when we gave them yep. uh, Charlie? Charlie, yeah. yeah. And that was that was such a surprise when yeah. they came running down the steps to him. I think that's my favorite. What about you? Uh, it really is. That that's a neat. That was a neat moment. It's hard for me to, um, to think of, uh, joyous Christmas morning, uh, moments because <laughs> Christmas Eve was so torturous. Yes, um, you're right. And you parents of smaller children, you know of what I speak. Yeah, it's um, just the tour of duty for parents yep. at Christmas. It's the time that you spend prepping. Uh, for Christmas morning. And you so enjoy putting things together and reading directions. And following directions, yes. That is oh. that is my love language, yeah. I mean, I just tell understand. me what to do it's and so I will much easier when comply you just read the directions. Yes, yep. But you will not. <laughs> the best part is making stuff, putting things together, and having things left over when you're finished. You know I tried to put everything together before we even got to that night so that you wouldn't have to. No, that's because you love me. I do. Yep. All right, so let's transition from the Christmas uh, day, the Christmas night, the the memories of that that time to the Christmas season, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you and I both love music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it moves us. It brings back old memories. Uh, we often uh, share when we heard a particular song that comes on. We share when we heard it the first time. Um, we talk about maybe what that song reminds us of or takes us back to a specific place in time, uh, something we were doing, um, or how often we've heard or played that song. You know, man, I love that song. I play it so much. And, uh, for example, you always think of track season when you hear Danger Zone mm-hmm. uh, from Kenny Loggins from <laughs> Top Gun. Why? That's true. Because Leanne Stevens and I used to pull up her hatchback car to the high jump pit and mm. play it blaring <laughs> blaring while we practice high jump mm-hmm. yeah so uh, music can move us music can can bring back memories 
Uh, music can can empower us. Music can speak uh, when words don't work sometimes. Yeah. And uh, and so I think because music has meant so much to us through the years, um, we should try to help our listeners celebrate Christmas this year by some of our uh, sharing some of our favorite songs. Okay. Uh, during the season now, Christmas songs. Right? Yes, Christmas songs. Now, you guys listening, let me be very clear. We are a united front on this. On this, uh, you cannot officially play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. So, you yes, people that that, that turn that turn on uh, the Christmas channels and and play the play the Christmas music and you listen to. I mean, there are radio stations that start playing it uh, November one, the day after uh, the day after October, day after Halloween which I guess both are true, um, it's just not right. It just loses its flavor yeah. by the time you get to Christmas. Right. Yeah, I, I, I can't be in the Christmas spirit for two months. Like, you yeah. Know. So, like it uh, needs to be special. There needs to be like a certain time. So those of you that we just made mad, um, just hit pause, take a time out, and then come back and listen in just a second. No, they're okay. They don't have to follow our rules. Well, okay. Uh, but... We are that way. So yeah. we, we like Christmas mu- music between Thanksgiving and um, Christmas, yeah. during that Christmas time. So um, obviously we could talk about things uh, forever, um, maybe one of us more than the other. Maybe that's why this podcast is called I Say All That to Say This. But for time, we've had to shorten this list. So I am going, Jordan and I are going to give you our favorite Christmas songs. We're just going to give three each. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are kind of our top mm, three. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Until we decide there's something else we want to share as well. Uh, but also, I want us to, I want us to explain why uh, that song is so significant to you. Um, now, do you want to give all three of them at one time, or do you want to go back and forth? You know what? I will follow your lead on this. I know you're shocked. <laughs> uh, that's just, let's, let's take a moment. And uh, she is submitting, and uh, we need to enjoy that for it's a second. It's only taken me 27 years <laughs> to learn this. Okay, so. Okay, but let's let's just acknowledge that we we had to settle on agreeing that Oh Holy Night is both of our favorite. Yes. And so we just took that out of the mix because yep. we were going to fight over it. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And because so, it's the Christmas masterpiece of all time. You are correct, and and I, I we did agree ahead of time that it was going to be on our list, both of our lists, and so we just decided let's collectively mm-hmm. uh, point that one out. So here here's a little clip of Oh Holy Night from a young lady named Carrie Underwood. Okay, 
So we have Oh Holy Night as mine and your favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite <clears throat> line? Like, what's your favorite moment? Well, oh, it's uh, wait, funny. I know what yours is. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so go ahead. Let's, let's see what you know. Yours is the the fall on your knees, like it just blowing the windows out. That is absolutely correct. Do you know why? Um, no. So, so I love music. I love singing. Most people don't like to hear me sing, right? And so, what the louder the music is the more I enjoy it because the more it covers up my voice because I just don't have a very good <laughs> singing voice. But That's I was not true. I'll be sweet. Um, I, I, uh, we, I, I was coerced into joining the choir part of mm-hmm. our Christmas presentation uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. I'd been involved in the, in the drama and all that sort of thing. And uh, probably had uh, probably, uh, performed, I don't know, nine or 10, 12 different roles in, in our Christmas thing through the years. But this one particular year, I was just in the choir. Mm-hmm. I was just just a choir dude, right? And um, I was a little bit ashamed. Again, I, I owed somebody something. This is why I was coerced into doing this. But I was afraid that people were going were gonna to hear me sing. And I just, I, I'm always, I'm always sensitive and nervous about people that hearing my voice. When you sing in the choir. I know that's that's yeah, but most of the people that sing in the choir generally have decent voices, and so I wanted to enjoy, I wanted to fully uh, engage with all that we sang, but um, I, I just was always worried. And so when it came down to actually us performing, I was kind of on on a point, and so I was out in front of the people beside me. And so they they couldn't really hear me. And so I loved that because I could just belt it out and nobody could really hear me. And uh, Oh Holy Night was uh, is our favorite. And just the fall on your knees, mm-hmm. I sang it as loud as I could and had veins popping out my neck and head and everything else. And I almost had an aneurysm. And the people behind me, I could feel the power of their voices yeah. as well. And so just that powerful moment of fall on your knees which really if we're if we're being honest should be can be when we come when we encounter the the holiness of god that's our only that's our only option yeah the arrangement of that song is so dramatic and powerful i think i don't know i bet it's a lot of people's favorite i really love the line um a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices Mm -hmm. i just like that uh, the thrill of hope of of just this gasp that God would provide a savior for us. You know, mm. I just, I don't know that I really like that line. Um, you said something a second ago. You said you like the arrangement. That is something I cannot honestly say because I don't know how to arrange songs and music and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm not even <laughs> sure. What, I'm not even sure is. what that means. You just don't know what it's called. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I do know the arrangement. I just didn't know that that's what it was. All right. So let's get to our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is uh, one of your songs? Okay. So, oh, I had a hard time deciding They're between already two. coming with stipulations. I we, know. I know. <laughs> I have like a like an a, asterisk. A, yeah. What an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So two of these are are kind of similar. So I'm going to start with this one. Um, I'm going to start with O Come All You Faithful. 
Okay. And the reason I like it. Hang on to okay. that reason. Let's give the, let's give our listeners a little a little clip of okay. what it sounds like. Okay, so to me, that song is another one kind of like Holy Night, Oh Holy Night, where it's powerful, it's dramatic, it's moving. Um, And like the words, Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. So this is the the posture or the the attitude that followers or believers should come to God with. and then he said, it says, come, let us adore him. And just like you said a second ago, you know, we should fall on our knees when we think about what God has done for us and mm-hmm. who Jesus is. Um, I just, oh, come, let us adore him to me is like the theme of Christmas, you know, like let's take this time. Let's set aside this time and adore who Jesus is just a. I just love that line, and um, I love that it it sort of is a is an anthem. I think for believers in Jesus, it's it's sort of their their I guess anthem. I can't think of yeah. a better word than that. Um, joyful, faithful, and triumphant. That yeah. this is where our victory comes from is yeah. the birth of Christ, who connects us back to God, which we had no access to before he came. Hmm. That's good. Uh, Here's my first one, in case you're interested. I'm interested. Okay, good. Um, And these are surprises. You did not tell me these. I did not tell you. Uh, You you like surprises. You probably can name a couple of these, even if they were at least one of these. Um, And this is, I'll start with the one you probably knew. Mary, did you know? Yeah. Uh, Mary, did you know was written in 1984. Um, can you can you name who wrote it? Um, I probably could. I think you know. You would know. You'll it's, know soon. It's the I... afternoon. I can't think. Okay, Mark Lowry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what you were going to say, right? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, he wrote it uh, the first time I could remember hearing it. Michael English mm-hmm. uh, sang it back in the early nineties. Uh, but I was looking on, on iTunes and I actually found twenty seven different versions, different people or groups that sang it. Uh, but it ranged from, like I said, Michael English to Carrie Underwood, who we already heard from, to uh, Pentatonix, who mm-hmm. did it a cappella, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, and even Maverick City uh, uh, music, a more recent version of that. But let's take a, take a second and listen to Pentatonix version uh, because one. of the novelty of the, the a cappella of it and the power of it. That's a good one. Uh, I I have uh, several lines that just just resonate with me. Uh, first one is, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Now, um, that resonated with me because, you know, of all that we've gone through the last couple of years in writing the book and 
calling people uh, to step out of the boat and just that picture of always, you know, Jesus walking on water first. And uh, as I've had a chance to, to share with folks about that story, just the fact we read it and we've read it before and we've heard it before. And, you know, and uh, of course, Jesus can walk on water. You know, that of course he does. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what he's always done. I guess that's all we've ever known is scripture. But in the moment when this happened, nobody had ever done that before. So it wasn't even something that I believe Jesus can do. It was something I would never even think up, mm-hmm. you know. And so that, that question of asking Mary, did you know that your boy, this baby that you're holding, is going to eventually walk on water, do something that nobody would ever have dreamed up. Um, and then consistently through the through throughout history call people to step out of their boat uh it's a beautiful thing uh another line did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod uh when you kiss your little baby you kiss the face of god that's the that's the line you just heard in the clip uh we watched the the nativity story the Mm -hmm. other night um it's one of our favorite movies yeah that's a tradition with our family yep there you go uh and I just picture, you know, that night when she's holding baby Jesus, um, did she really know? I mean, she, she, you know, we, we know in Scripture that, that the angel spoke to her and told her what was going to happen. The angel spoke to Joseph and told him what was going to happen and kind of brought them together uh, in their common visions. And um, But there were probably still had to be some uncertainties, mm-hmm. you know, and as she's holding her baby, did is this— and kissing her baby and doing what mom, mamas do you know is this really the face of god uh and then finally the last uh line the blind will see the deaf will hear the dead will live again the lame will leap the dumb will speak the praises of the lamb and just that just that power in uh, most all, all of the versions that is the climactic moment and the pow- most powerful moment when they're singing that song and you know just the the unending praises to the lamb um i think that's a picture of what heaven's going to be like mm-hmm. and so that's one of my favorites and that's a really good characterization of or i guess it 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 brings to light all that mary not just what she went through in having the baby and all the scandal and you know all that she was worried about before the birth but once he's there, you know, she has no idea what's in store. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that she sort of felt like the hard part was over, yeah. you know, the the unwed pregnancy and all of that, 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 that sort of cast a shadow on that whole experience for her. I, you know, I just wonder if maybe she thought the hard part was over and yeah. everything was going to be, you know, glorious after that. So it's a really nice picture of what she had no idea was in store for her life and for her sons. Hmm. That's good. I like that song too. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what's your, what's your next song? What's your next, second favorite? Okay. So this one, um, and I think this sort of shows the difference because you're an extrovert. And so you're really moved by big, powerful songs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was noticing that just a second ago as you're, um, talking about the big, you know, the big powerful moments. I tend to be an introvert, and um, Silent Night is maybe my favorite favorite. Mm-hmm. 
my baby fave. Um, <laughs> and don't I, don't laugh. Okay. Okay. I so I just have never heard that phrase before. <laughs> Congratulations, you just invented it. <laughs> I don't think I did. Okay. I don't think I did. Okay. So Silent Night. The reason that this is well, I'm just going to read the lyrics first. Um, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. You want to take a second and yeah, let's, listen let's to pause. it? Yeah, let's listen to Lauren Daigle sing let's this. Let's do. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake I love her voice. I love yours better, but I love her voice. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> So the reason that this is sentimental for me, like mm-hmm. this is more than just I like this song, but when our daughter was born and had um, a lot of medical issues early on, it was about Christmas time when she was going through some of the toughest parts of her um, illness and right. um, the problems she was having. And I can remember sitting in her nursery, rocking her and singing this song to her Hmm. and just thinking about kind of really your song, thinking about what Mary, you know, went through and what she was going to have to go through afterwards. And it just brought me a lot of peace. Um, Also, I love silence and (laughs) to have a baby that was not crying at the time was an extra bonus um, plus. But um, I just love the, the thoughts that, it was, you know, it wasn't all this pomp and circumstance when he came. Yeah. It was just quiet. Nobody noticed that the king had been born, um, except for shepherds, mm-hmm. you know, and they were used to quiet all the time. So uh, there's just something about that hmm. that really resonates with me, that it was just an ordinary, quiet night. Yeah. And, you know, that's so like God to do things the opposite of how people think he should do things. Yeah. I, I was afraid you were going to go a different route and connect. You're an introvert. You're an extrovert, and you love the loud songs. My favorite thing is the Silent Night. So the best thing about this is when you're not around and you're not talking. I thought that's where you were heading. No, okay. I would never say that. Good, <laughs> at least not for other people to hear. Uh, my next song uh, is is one that's uh, probably not as common. It's certainly you wouldn't call it a Christmas carol, um, but it's a song by a, a group called Down Here. And it's, uh, the name of the song is How Many Kings. And so just so that everybody knows what I'm talking about, we're going to play a clip right here for you can uh, for you to hear. How many kings stepped down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many greats have become the least for me? So again, I, I love that that chorus. 
you know, I'll read it again just in case some of that didn't, uh, you didn't pick up on everything. It's how many kings step down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many greats have become the least for me? And how many gods, and it's ironic that, not ironic, I just think it needs to be pointed out that in the lyrics, that's little g god. Uh, there's not a capital there. And how many gods have poured out their hearts to romance a world that is torn all apart? And then how many fathers gave up their sons for me? And you and I, we've had the privilege of traveling all over the world, and we've met people from almost every magical faith and belief. And in almost every one of them, it's a lifelong struggle. It's a lifelong struggle of man trying to get to God. Mm-hmm. And it's an attempt to have their good outweigh their bad when they die. And I remember a Christmas card somebody sent you years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, um, and you maybe remember more than I do, but I know Julius Caesar was on the front of the card. Hitler was on front of the card. Stalin. Uh, Stalin was on front of the card. But, okay. But it, it said, um, history is full of men who would become God. Who would be gods. Who would be gods. And then you open it up, and it said, and then it's got a picture of Jesus in a manger. And it says, but only one God who would become man. Yeah. And I love that picture. And then, of course, um, and, and that's just a constant reminder of, uh, of what Jesus actually did by coming, leaving glory, being leaving the Godhood, mm-hmm. right, uh, behind, and then coming and being what exactly what we need. And then that last line, how many fathers gave their sons from me. That resonates, obviously, because um, I I didn't truly understand God's love for us until I had a son, Mm -hmm. you know. And I I tell people this a lot of times that, you know, if someone were to come into the room where we are and, you know, some terrorist or criminal or whatever and put us in a situation where it's either me or you or the people in the room— I like to think that I would be willing to step in front of a gun for them or whatever um, and and sacrifice myself for those that I'm around. Um, But then I followed up and I said, but if somehow we're in this weird situation and they give me the choice, okay, let your son stand in front of this gun or they get it. I apologize because they're going to get it. I can't can't do that. I'm not going to offer up my son. for somebody else and I didn't truly understand the depth of that love until I had a son but mm-hmm. that that last line how many fathers gave up their sons for me um, uh, just just rings in my in my ear and in my heart uh, so that's one of the reasons that that made my list you've got one more uh, give it to us I do joy to the world that's my favorite um, it's my that's a big song it is a big song. It doesn't have to be a big song. It's just a, it's a fun song for one. Yeah. Like a, it feels like a fun song to sing. But we were just talking at um, a Bible study that uh, we've been having it um, with some ladies. And we were just talking about how joy, how, okay, so the, in in the Advent, there's sort of this building of these these qualities of Jesus and and the, the first is hope that Jesus gives us hope that we can be con- reconnected with God that there is a way for us to be reconciled to God Jesus is that hope for us and like we said a, 
uh, you know, in the beginning with Oh Holy Night, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. I think these these two songs are connected mm-hmm. in that way because there should be this joy that comes from that. And at the same time, there is this peace that comes from knowing that because Jesus is our peace. Mm-hmm. And the the just the natural response to that should be joy. Like yeah. people who who know Jesus and know that they've been what they've been you know spared from should be people of joy we should be you know the most joyful people around because we have hope because we have peace and i just i i just you know the the lyrics um you want to just listen to it yeah we, we've got a clip uh with hillsong worship singing this so we'll we'll listen to that real quick he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations So, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Like, enough said. Yeah. The Lord has come. I, now, okay, I do have a little bit of a, like a, a axe to grind here, because why does it say the Lord is come instead of the Lord has come? <laughs> but anyway, that's the... Spoken like yeah, an English teacher. English major in me. The Lord is come, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Um. I also like that line, let every heart prepare room, because there should be, again, just a rejoicing, just an attitude of joy and just, you know, just being called up in the excitement of um, knowing that that Christ has paid the price for us so that we can be connected to God, reconnected to God, but also to prepare him room in our hearts, because especially at Christmas time. It just seems like there is no time for anything good. Like you are just running and ordering and picking up and trying to find, you know, whatever and trying to get, you know, another mug for a teacher gift or whatever. And there's just so much. There's just so much to have to do. It feels like in December. And I love that reminder. Let every heart prepare ham room, Hmm. Um, which is a reference to the end. But. Sometimes we forget to make time that we should always have time for for Christ in our just in our day. Well, and and you you've said this without saying this, but I think that we are so wrapped up on trying to be happy. Yeah. That it's a difference. Yeah, joy is is in does not depend on our circumstances. Yeah. Joy is from the inside out. Happiness results from our circumstances. Yeah, and I think it I think there's some um, I think perspective that there's perspective can bring joy because when you when you realize what's been done for you, but when you realize also that all you know all the little things that we just get torn out of our frame about really don't matter, mm-hmm. there is a joy. You can kind of set down some of your burdens, and as Jesus said, let Him carry those for us. Mm-hmm. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And there should be a joy in that. There should be a peace in that. Um, and so people who are followers of Jesus, people who know Jesus, should be the most joyful people on earth. I don't disagree. And joy is contagious. And so when, you know, when somebody asks me, how are you so happy all the time? And 
and I'm, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not happy all the time. <laughs> all the time. But I, I am joyful because yeah. I, I know what matters and I know what doesn't matter. Why shouldn't we be joyful? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, my last one, um, and I actually had to do some in- investigating on this because it is a Christmas carol. Uh, it is one that we would we would call uh, a traditional uh, Christmas song. But it was a, a different version of the song that I heard this past week that is is what resonated to me uh, or, or made it stand out above the rest at a Christmas program that I was attending. Um, but it's What Child Is This? But it's actually North Point Worship's version. And they added, and well, actually, I had to confirm this with a couple of people that know a lot more about music than I um, but the the lines that I'm going to point out here in a second um, were not part of the original song. They have been added since, mm-hmm. uh, but North Point was not the one that uh, added those lines. So let me, uh, you know, just disclaimer um, about that. But we're going to play North Point's version of this so you'll understand what I'm talking about. Now let our praises ring this night. All heaven and earth together The light of love is born to us Exalt His name forever This, this is Christ the King Let every tongue and nation sing I'll read it again. Now let our praises ring this night, all heaven and earth together. The light of love is born to us. Exalt his name forever. This, this is Christ the King. Let every tongue and nation sing. Praise, praise his holy name, the saving son of Mary. Now we know this, this is Christ the King. What, what is the normal uh, response there, the next line? I have no idea. <laughs> I just went blank too. I was hoping you'd bail me out. <laughs> I've been focused on this new line. This, this, Christ King. Uh, I'm not going to sing it. Um, anyway, what this is a, a different uh, extension to that uh, to that phrase. Let every tongue and nation sing. And I think sometimes, obviously, missions holds a special place in our heart. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that that. We think about Christmas as something different than missions, right? Uh, I, I think as a as a as a as the church, we've it's a time where we come and gather together, and we spend time with our family and our friends. And Christmas was the first mission. I sorry, know. Sorry, did I just steal right? your thunder? I'm you t- did, I and that did. was sorry. awesome. Thank you, uh, but. I, I don't. You got me all flustered. Sorry, now. I'm sorry. I completely sorry. agree with you. That is a fantastic statement you just made, uh, and I was heading there. But I, I think, in general, we as the church, Big C Church, has made Christmas about us. Yeah. But you are one hundred and a thousand percent correct that Christmas was the first mission trip. Yeah. Right when Jesus came from heaven to earth. And so when, and why did he come? He didn't come so that we could gather in our churches and sing Christmas carols. 
He didn't come so that we could have um, time with our family and friends. He came as a missionary so that every tongue and nation could sing. Joy to the world! <laughs> okay, so there's when we were thinking, uh, what's the? We're gonna cl- do a collab effort here and do a crossover and sing. Um, I don't even know the term, the mismatch of songs. What do you call it? Medley. There you go, medley. Okay. Who Who would have thought mm-hmm. I would have been the music guy? Uh, but I just love that that picture, that phrase, let every tongue and nation sing. Mm-hmm. And again, what child is this? You're, you're asking that question because you're probably looking at the child. So maybe it's Mary. Maybe it's Joseph. Maybe it's the shepherds that gathered that night. But let every nation and tongue sing because this baby has come. For everybody. For everybody. And even I think the perfect picture is the fact that he, the first people besides Mary and Joseph to witness his birth were the shepherds shepherds the dirty that just makes me weep that just makes me cry the dirty isolated outcast of culture and that's the first people that had a chance to witness uh witness jesus Mm -hmm. and uh and i think that's just a perfect picture of what it means to let every nation and tongue sing and so that picture is uh is one of it being for the world not Mm -hmm. just an american invention Yes. And don't you just love, okay, so you're probably not going to agree with me on this, but God broke all the rules. Like God broke all the rules. He broke all of the social rules. He broke all of the expectations. He just, you know, brought it all down. Mm -hmm. And um, so see that I'm just being Christ-like when I don't like rules when I don't follow uh, when, rules. Okay, so I was being Christ-like when I didn't pay attention to the instruction manuals for the, all those toys <laughs> during the years. Oh, okay, well, that's fine, but okay. you just made things hard on yourself. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but he came to the the lo- the lowest, yeah. you know, the lowest on the totem pole, and he came to the t- tiniest town, you know, of Bethlehem, and he came to an unmarried, well, almost married, not yet married, poor couple and mm-hmm. you know he just broke all of the the rules yeah yeah and i love it uh one of the traditions that we have as a family uh and it was one that my family had before uh before we were married is that we would take time on christmas morning guests were opened and and ready to go and uh okay what's next well it's not what's next let's move on let's put the batteries in the toys and let's play mm-hmm. it is let's take a few minutes and really focus and look at what this is all about. Yeah. And I would uh, pull out my Bible and uh, kids would gather around and, and I would read the Christmas story. But we thought we'd flip it uh, for you guys uh, listening this time and let Jordan read the Christmas story. And I'm so honored because you've never let me do this before. <laughs> this is always your your privilege, your, your deal. Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. 
She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. When the angels had left them and gone into, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Hmm. So Jordan and I say all that to say this. Christmas certainly is a special time of gathering with family and friends, singing songs with beautiful lyrics, and focusing on the celebration of the babe born in the manger, but it's got to be more than that. If that's all it was, Christmas would be over on December 26th, and Jesus didn't come so that we could celebrate for just a few weeks and then go back to life as normal. So, Jesus was the first missionary. He came to us and gave us the single most important gift ever given in history, his life for ours. He came, and that's why we must go because there are billions all over the world who don't know this incredible story. So, this year, enjoy Christmas. Enjoy your time with your family and your friends, the music and the food. But maybe for the first time, let it change you. Ask the first missionary what he has for you in this coming year. What role can you play in seeing every tongue and nation singing his praises? Jordan, thank you for joining me today joy to the world and i'll admit that this was long overdue uh you guys that are listening thank you this is our last episode of 2022 and we have been just wowed and amazed utterly amazed dare i say that uh with the support uh that you guys have given us not only this year but through the years of our ministry and we want to thank you uh from the bottom of our hearts uh for what you guys uh do for us and uh, what, how you have joined us in this mission of taking uh, the greatest gift ever given to the world. And uh, so we want to thank you uh, for that. We hope that you and your family have a fantastic Christmas. And we want you to join us back in January uh, for the new episodes in 2023 of I Say All That to Say This. We love you guys. Merry Thanks. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.